0: want to help you recognize that there's so much more to becoming a fulfilled successful purpose-fueled woman and it can be simple. Let's do this. Let's walk this journey. Let's step into your hidden confidence. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Hello, hello, welcome back to Her Unapologetic Life. Mercedes here for episode 80. We are now entering a new month, um, one of my favorite months of the year, probably. February, in part, because it's my birthday, and in part because, you know, you just start thinking about spring a little bit and usually have a vacation of sorts to, to look forward to. So this time of year also gets you thinking about love, right, inevitably. And so last year, we focused on fierce love, and um, we, we focused on episodes 27 through 31 on the fierce love of divine, of ourselves, of others, and with abundance. So if you're needing a little extra dose of fierce love, go back to those episodes and have a listen. Uh, for, um, you know, for this year, we're just going to kind of continue on, like I said, a little bit deeper, another layer or level Um, of the onion. So if you want to think about it that way, or into the heart, right? So um, last year, when we talked about the love of the divine, um, you know, we we kind of just started on a topic that I actually feel like is really important and really foundational. And I've actually had to rework this, this episode, pray about it a bit, um, re-edit, re-record even, because it's so important um, to how I view our ability to navigate life, how I view our ability to make changes that we need. When I work with my clients, I feel like if they are people of faith, it's very something very important to their growth and their change. And so that's kind of where the foundation comes for me. Like I believe that our relationships with him, meaning God, is the foundation of all our other relationships. And it's the foundation of our ability to show up for life, cope with life, you know, be in a relationship, like I said, um, have a business, um, you know, be living in that abundance. Um, and I, I really had a hard time articulating that because how do you really <laughs> encompass all of that, right? And so just bear with me as I hope I don't stumble through this too much. I just want to help you think a little bit, um, really dig deeper into, into God's love, because um, if we can believe that he loves us as we are in his perfect love, and then we can love ourselves in that same way, Uh, we're going to be able to really live into and embrace self-love. And so, you know, this month is is the focus is more on the self-love. And today, of course, in relation to the divine. And I really believe, um, again, if we can't believe that God loves us unconditionally and that anything is possible for us with his love, then self-love is not going to come as easily or as naturally. It's going to actually Play into the, the limiting things that we we've talked about these last couple of years. So, I don't want to make any assumptions about your faith as you're listening today. Um, so just have a listen and see where it lands for you. Um, you know, after the fact, you'll you'll want to like think about what resonated with me, what triggered me, what was a little bit of a dose of a reality check for Mercedes that you know kind of helped me to reconsider where I'm at with my relationship with God even, and then my relationship with myself, right? So we're really going there. So in terms of self-love and whatnot, um, a couple questions for you. And i love to get into the deep questions, right? So first off, do you really believe you are a child of God? Like, what? how do you even define that? As a child of God, what does that equip you for? What does that mean? You know, we usually take on, like, when we think of God the Father, a lot of people get caught up in humanity of mother-father relationship, any relationship, right? And it's really hard for us to differentiate that God's love is different. It's not human. It's really pretty much beyond our comprehension. But are we able to trust that, have faith in that, and believe that we are his child? And then as his child, then, what does that mean for us, right? Do you believe then that you're loved unconditionally and that you have everything you need to thrive and to, to be loved, right? Um so yeah, this is really where we get into who we believe God is and his love for us being different. Um not like our human love, right? And so this is it's a really important foundational thing. I think coming out of vision last month, it's really good for us to to stop a second and say, okay, where is our self-love here? And I think starting with how we view God and his love for us and even him in relationship with us is really the best place to start to to move forward. <laughs> so, this might feel a little heavy, but it really isn't. It's kind of getting into some of your foundational belief systems. And we've been talking about your belief systems for a while, but this is this is good stuff and this is important. So, let me use myself again as an example, the story of my my journey of really realizing that God loved me as his child and that meant that no matter how I lived my life, I was loved and I was okay and I was safe and to, it trust, I could trust and I could move on. I didn't always feel that way. I mean, I was raised in a loving home, you know, in a Christian loving home. I was raised with faith. I can't even think back when I didn't believe in God. But I, I had this part of me where it was like, am I good enough? You know, am I am I good enough to even go to heaven when I was younger? I would think about that. Am I good enough to, you know, serve others in the way I want to? All the things that kind of came up. I I had... um. I had these beliefs, right? These setbacks. I was stuck in duty, dutiful daughter, performing, being you know the entertainer for the family, keeping everybody happy. Everybody needed to be happy, right? And so then when it came down to it, I don't think I really believed that God loved me as I was. Nor did I really think that he could because I felt kind of insignificant in the sea of people, right? I I could not fathom how he knew my every you know thought and my every I just couldn't fathom how he could possibly know me and then love me in that way um and so I was pretty much stuck in the ego you know in the inner critic in the humanity of myself um I still had a really beautiful faith and was really growing but there was always that back end thing going on and that's what I'm trying to get at today like if that's going on for you then all of these things other things that we talk about you know surpassing the inner critic and moving into that life that we envision will be much harder to achieve, much harder to live into and to be that, be that. So anyway, so basically I was, you know, in my early adult life, I was in disordered eating. I was thinking that so many different things meant I was a worthy person that really right now today, I can't believe I was just so stuck up in, um, in things like my body image, people liked me, all these things that I just gauged to see where I belonged versus just trusting and believing that I am a child of God, and that's really all I needed. (laughs) And it's one of those things where I didn't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to decide this, I'm going to do this. It was a slow grow, right? But it started with a book, which for me, I love books. They speak to me. My mom actually gave me the book, and she would kind of go on and on as she can sometimes about, you know, God loves you as his child, and that's all that matters. And and I was like, okay, whatever, but I don't feel that inside. I don't feel significant. I don't feel like you know, I'm good enough as I am. I felt like I needed to lose weight. I needed to be nicer, all these things. Um, you know, I needed to manage my time better, be more responsible. Um, wasn't really honoring kind of some of my natural tendencies. And so I read the book, and it caught my attention, though. it was, I really was, for the first time ever, thinking to myself, oh, how would I be living my life differently if I believed this and this would be the foundation and, you know, kind of the center stage of how I lived? What would change? And I kind of want that for you today, or if you've already realized that a while back, for you to kind of look at it again and see where you are to assess. Um, Because it got me thinking in a different way. And so, you know, I kind of, it's kind of like when you become that curious observer, your eyes are open, you're becoming more aware. And then you're like, oh, so you kind of look around, right? That's what I was doing. And then it wasn't until a retreat at church where I was able to get enough quiet to really sit and get to the heart of it back then, my kids were really young. I was really overly busy doing all the things, right? And I did not sit to, you know, to contemplate, to re- to um, review, how, like reflect, that's the word, to do the things I've been teaching you now. I was not doing these things. I was doing them sporadically. You know, I was in therapy and I was a therapist and I was teaching people these things. But I was working with a lot of clients who were, you know, younger, like kids at that time too. And, um, And I really was in a place where I wasn't where I am today, of course. So in this retreat, I was participating as a leader and also had a really good chance to sit down and really think about what was going on with me and how I felt as a child of God, how I felt where I was, how I placed, right? And I really was, it was, it was, there was one retreat and another that was called Faith Walking and really got into the vows and the belief systems that were holding me back. And it really, one of the big ones was I didn't feel like I was, I didn't believe I was significant, I didn't believe that, um, you know, I really was like enough as I was and that I was significant. And so I really worked through a lot of those and it was a really beautiful process. Um, And so after that, I was even more open to trying on that way of living, you know, getting out of the status quo. We talked a lot about that. And then living as if I believed, you know, I'm a child of God and no matter what, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, how I act, I'm Okay. So it's kind of that inner knowing that unconditional love that we don't often feel from humans or from ourselves, right? <laughs> so um, wondering where you land on that, we've talked a lot about beliefs here, but are your beliefs um, about the way that you believe God is, how He loves you, how He sees you, are they affecting your ability to self-love? <laughs> uh, so we're bringing it back to self-love, right? Because if we self-love and we we agree, we are in alignment with God in that way. That's what we're wanting, right? Um, so that, and when we are, we're able to trust, to be more vulnerable, to take risks, to do all of those things. And the core of that is self love. So, um, you know, and then what happens when we kind of plant that seed in there and it starts to grow? Um, we can believe um, more and more and um, accept how big God's love really is and who He is in our lives. That's what I did. I was like, expanded my belief system and how big God's love really is and who he is in my life. And then everything really expanded. And I didn't really identify it back then, but after I started teaching self love, it was, that's kind of like, Oh, that's where that comes from. You know, I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more down, down in this episode about, you know, what we think self love is, but that's really what the core of it is. Um, so, here, I'm just gonna give you some things you know to consider, or a thing to consider right now, like so you can kind of know where you're at. Um, I kind of I call them spectrums, right? One through ten. I love to do that. Gauge that with clients. We do that with our high-function anxiety. We do that with our level of joy. We do that with you know nutritional eating. Whatever my client comes to me for, um, where they feel like they fall in leadership, it's a spectrum, right? And we it's fluid and it can move and. It doesn't have to always be moving up. It can just be there. And so let's check in today. One being you really don't feel like you're like the child of God that I'm talking about today. And you're not feeling the self-love so much. Or you feel like, oh, gosh, it's really low. It's one. And then 10 being in, is you're in tune and aligned with God's love to you. You're feeling it. You're basking in it. You're seeing yourself the way God sees you. Um, and you're you're living into that purpose from that perspective. Big time. That's 10. Where do you land on it? Is it one? Is it three? Is it five? Is it nine? Uh, and where do you want to land, right? I, and so for now, either write that down or make a mental note of that, because the first step is is like that commitment of like I want. you aware know, where, where you are and where you want to be, and then saying this is what I want. And we've talked a lot about you know thoughts and writing things down, but it's really true. We start the momentum. And so imagine if you have, you know, God's momentum behind you and the love of self and love of God, think about how much easier this is going to be. So write that down. And then, um, so let's, this is kind of like, we wrote that down, we wanted to do something and then we hit real life, right? It's kind of like, I was at the retreat and I I realized all these things and all of a sudden I got home and, you know, the kitty litter had not been scooped and, you know, the kids were crying and I had pay bills or whatever I had to do real life hits. Um, and then I had to go out in, you know, into the, into the world grocery store, working all of those things. Um, and so we get, we get back to, we get back to real life. Right. Um, and then let's just say, um, we still believe though. I still felt inside when I was, when I was, um, when i came home i felt a difference within me i felt like i loved myself even more and that i knew god loved me even more but i came when we come back into society we have a lot of those we i like to call them conditioning um what's the other word things that we believe that are really of the culture and and you know i'm today i'm going to kind of talk a little bit about the christian culture where a lot of us get tripped up in some of these shoulds and some of these absolutes um in the legalistic stuff where it's more of the religiosity. And I think we could talk about a uh, secular culture too. Um, we're, we're really good at noticing secular culture and, you know, the Christian culture and the different things. Um, but, but the premise of it's the same, the, these, these things that draw us away from our self love and love of God can be anywhere. That's just, we're going to go there, you know, with that today. Um, and so Let's just say, yeah, you're, you're feeling this, but you're you're experiencing some things that you're trying to trying to like struggle against and try to move through. Um, and so what some of some of the ways you might experience um you might encounter some of this resistance or this cultural narrative. There we go, <laughs> as you step into that God-sized love, is some things I heard and have been hearing. is like, you know, we can love ourselves for sure, but not too much, right? Um, it's always, you know, God and others first, so don't forget that. Um we can prioritize ourselves. Sure. Sure. But we are really here to serve others. Like that's our purpose. Um, you know, we, we can, you know, we can focus on self growth, but remember we're innately broken. So be, you know, like we have to be humble towards God or whatever. So that's another one. Um, you know, we really, we really should give to others. And then, we'll receive ourselves versus like giving to ourselves, which and then it won't ripple out into others. Right. Uh, I think about tithing, um, with that. Uh, another one is, Oh, that other person has been so hurt. I mean, we just need to be nice to them. I have such first world problems. Like they need God more than I do. They need love more than I do. So other, other, other. Right. And then another one, which is controversial a little bit, maybe is the, is why I keep seeing all glory be to God. Um, and that's going to be taken in, in a beautiful way where it is all glory to God in gratitude and in abundance and everything that we work for is because God loves us, right? But what happens is, is the flip of it where, you know, the, the humanity of us comes out is it's like do, be humble, don't be proud, don't be too independent, don't get a big head, don't brag upon yourself, don't use the word myself or self-care or any of that. Um, do you kind of get where I'm going at it? It's kind of like we're taking – God's love and concepts and polarizing it into shoulds, um, all or nothing, you know, perfectionism, people pleasing, all those things that we've talked about a lot, a lot, you know, um, and I think, I think that what happens is we're just like, well, we're not going to go there. So if we really want to self love on ourselves, we're going to be stuck over here, um, be self serving, but self love is not self serving, right? Um, and then also, we could take pride in being selfless and giving and oh, just I mean, I'm being sarcastic here, but just oh-so-giving. Um, and then the pride comes in there, too, right? Um, so and I'm not saying giving isn't great. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a giver. You are a supporter. You are a service provider of some sort. Um, and I would never want to take that away from you or from myself. Like, you know, we we love that. But the issue comes forth is if we're not loving on ourselves, we're not believing God's there for us, and we're not really um, – even focused a little on our own life, um, we're going to have that empty cup. And I'm thinking about that cup that like, you know, where, or you think about the, the pan where the water boils out and there's just the crusty residue left. Like that's kind of what I think of when I see the women that I serve, are they're depleted. They've given everything they can to everybody else. And a lot of people are very grateful for it. It's not like they're being used and abused. It's just, they just keep giving and they don't stop before it's almost like too late. The crusty stuff's there. And, of course, you know, the remedy, which I talk about a lot, is connection. And, of course, that includes connection to self, which is self-love, right? And so as these things come forth, our brains were going to attach to these shoulds and these things. And um, it's unfortunate because that's not how how God sees us. And then we start seeing him and his believers as these, you know, rigid people and these rigid things we have to do. And that's a whole other podcast. Um, but for the sake of here, it's just we we kind of – see these things we judge ourselves or maybe we judge others we, we try to scroll past because we don't want conflict you know we get stuck in this like oh my goodness and before you know it we're not really in self-love <laughs> anymore you know um we can get really caught up in the distractions and a lot of it comes from within us right <laughs> you know um it, we, it really it really does so in that vein you know um it's a push-pull, right? I feel like we it's one of the push pulls. Um wanting to care for ourselves. Um, and then the narrative that really only God can um do these things and which part all these are partial truths, right? Um, but then also the focus on others, right? Really gets us out of that. So the belief these beliefs give us a push pull, right? And can you see like when we're stuck in that? It's confusing, it's disempowering, it makes us feel like we don't know ourselves or, or God's love either because If With all that narrative going on, most people are like, well, then God's love really isn't different than human love, right? Because we put him in that box. So kind of just start to think about where you land there. Like, what is coming up as I'm talking about this? Like, you might be saying, you're confusing me more, Mercedes, but just keep listening. So God gave us brains. He gave us hearts. He gave us bodies to move ourselves throughout this world. And he gave us our very own soul. So we're really equipped to work through this and to step up, right? Um, and so I think, you know, if you're starting to feel like, oh, yeah, I've been kind of getting stuck in some of this stuff, name it and stop using it as an excuse not to love yourself exquisitely, right? And not to go after the life that you want, um, because we're look, sometimes our autopilot just looks at it backwards. Like, you know, we feel like we have to do and be all these things for others so that then we can be successful and doing the little uh, air quotes, person, but really, you know, it's not necessarily the truth, right? So um that's where we get to, like, how can we keep practicing love, right, for ourself and really feeling connected to God? And then, of course, the cool byproduct is being connected to others. Um, so looking back up at your number, you know, how, how can you, what are some ways to move the needle? Um, and keyword here is connection, always is. So Here's a couple of beliefs that I want you to look at, like how you believe in this and how it might shift to help you to really, really fall into this beautiful pit of self-love, right? <laughs> like pit of love is a reference. Um, so it's kind of like a, just a deep love, right? So first of all, the belief that God created you, right? Like I said, he gave you everything you need. And, be, and because he did, he knows us as our creator. Um, and, um, the belief that he's still here. He's with us no matter what's going on in this world. It's really hard sometimes. It's lonely. Um, and it's just, you know, we feel like we have to hustle and we have to do all these things. But are we remaining, like in our belief, can we remain connected to divine, to God? Um, and, you know, one way to kind of notice that is, where's your attention, right? Where attention goes, energy flows. So what are you focused on? Are you focused on connecting to God and loving yourself and then showing up? Or are you more focused on the external stuff that we kind of talked about, the viewpoints of others, the conflicts, the confusion, the differences in values and theories and all those things? Or are you like, okay, I can settle in um, and I can rest in this? Um, you know, slowing down helps us to find the evidence that we really need. Um, and yeah, God, the second one is, sounds a nice big sigh, right? <laughs> God like reminding God sent us here with a soul right and he gave us everything he gave us the mind he gave us the body but the soul is the most knowing it's our wisdom and so when our mind feels like a hamster wheel or our body is like slow and sluggish we can still connect with our soul so we can connect with ourselves and God you know with our soul and so we can still feel that love and give that love deeply um we often just turn that part of us way down. You know, the volume of the mind is high, all the thoughts, but the soul is just, it's like, oh, we have to do all these things to access it. And actually sometimes we do. Some of the stuff I, some of the, the tools I use helps my clients to get quiet enough to access their soul, right? Um, yeah. And the third one is the belief that you don't need to fully, like be like 100% on board with self-love and feel like a child of God to start living that way. Uh It's kind of like, you know, waiting to do something until you're fully ready. If you step into it with that basic belief. So like me, I stepped into it after the the book I read, the retreat. I was kind of noticing things in life and I went with it. I didn't wait until a lightning bolt hit me and I woke up 100% convinced, right? I lived into it. Um, So and most of the time when we step into a new belief and more so one is like powerful and foundational as this one we don't jump right we take steps we inch we edge <laughs> we whatever you want to call it um, but if we can live as if um, that and that's amazing you know and um, I think about walking through the star method which is the hypno journey with clients a lot of my clients love doing Um, the thought work and all that but when it gets into like let's just sit and rest it's really hard and so this method is so cool because we it's just like less than an hour of guided visualization and it's almost like taking a really good nap and you also access that part of yourself that's really trying to speak through that is really your self-love part Um, and connected to divine you know so that's an example of um, a way to get connected but let's actually talk about some more of those um, ways to get past the crappy narratives and past the things into, um, into being connected to self-love. One other one is, you know, meditation and prayer, getting into the word, um, the Bible, um, any, anything that you feel connected to that you feel like God is speaking through. Right. And so, um, Hanging out with people, having conversations about this, too. What are you watching? What are you listening to? Music is really powerful, too. Um, I tend to watch too many crime dramas, so sometimes I wonder, whoa, is that helping or hindering? Um, Another way to get past it is to really get into nature, creation, being connected. And that's a calming factor, too, and that really helps you to um, get connected with self-love and with gratitude. And then another one that's really important and that a lot of my clients will really, really feel a lot of relief with and actually love because it's it's working on the mindset, shifting your thoughts, challenging your inner critic um, and becoming up with new thoughts, rewiring that brain, you know, um, getting more awareness and all of that. and. When we do complement from that place, the logic rewiring part of the brain, it does help too, you know. Um, and if you are curious about how I do that, I, in the January masterclass, I, I talked about the tool, the model, which is originally from Brooke Castillo, uh, the life coach school. And it help, it's a really cool way to go through thought, feelings, and then really behavior change if you want to get psychological I'll here. <laughs> Another one is being the curious observer. I talk about this a lot, but you gain a ton of awareness when you show up to yourself or to an event or something where you're like, huh, am I loving on myself much here? And you can really be aware if you're just observing without judgment. Um, So how was that for you? I hope that I got to my point. I did talk a little longer today. I'm wondering if that resonated with you, if that triggered you, how you're feeling about your connection to God uh, and his love and then how that really connects to your self-love and where, you know, where is your self-love? How is that going? I truly believe it's foundational. I think a lot of the work I do for, actually for a while there, I call myself self-love coach, but it's really that self-love empowers you, propels you through. Um, So, you know, and when we love ourselves as God loves us, we really can tap into that abundant life, you know? So, Going to continue on this month with more about about self-love. I really want to do an episode on intimacy and self-love. It's a, it is a deeper topic, but I think you guys are up for it. And I also will have another interview coming. I am really want to focus this year, each month, on a woman who either I've just met or I've known for a while or even a panel of women who are... Really, you know, looking at the vision of their life and living into that authentic life. You know, some call it living in the divine feminine, living the authentic life. Uh, I like living life by design, you know. Um, Whatever resonates with you, I really want to highlight that because you're not, I want you to know you're not alone, for one. And really, any story that of anyone is is a success, with air quotes, story of women living into their authentic selves, because that's what we're all doing. Um, and I want to inspire you into taking your authentic inspired action, right? That's 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 what is natural for you, not somebody else. And spoiler alert, um, that action this year might look like inaction to most of you. <laughs> Just think, slow down to speed up, um, finding the answers in the calm, um, kind of that sort, sort of way of being. I have found that when I allow that balance into my life, that flow, it, it's much more effective. So when I am on and moving around, um, things are so much easier. So you can tell I love this topic. You know I'm here for you. If you really this year want to deepen your self-love and to experience that like that peace and that expansion, that really becomes a lot less effort, <laughs> um, you know I'm here. I coach. I do vision board workshops. Um, I'm starting to schedule some retreats. Um, you know i do one offers which is like a half day vip to like work on one thing one specific year of your life so just know that there's a lot of options and you know if i'm not a fit for you i know a lot of other practitioners both therapists and coaches who could also help you work through this so let me know where you're at how you're doing and i will be back next week have a good one hey there thanks for listening my friend if you like the podcast today please stop by and leave me a review. I am new to the podcast world and would so appreciate it. If any of your friends, ladies who support you, or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way, will you? It truly takes the village, and I need help getting the message out that we can be that girl, that girl who lives her unapologetic life. Would you join me in the ripple effect? Look for other places to hang out with me and my tribe in the show notes. Until next time.